0: Hey, 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 welcome back, I'm Libertarian Socialist and a-wannabes. The world, she's a-changing, a lot. I mean, since when do Republicans believe in such Keynesian economic policies as helicopter money? Goodness, it's a strange, strange world. I thought I'd tie my tie right here on camera because it may not be a thing that people do anymore. So if you go to the progressiverestoration.com, which was the original book and so was the original domain, I am going to start posting the videos over there. Or you can go on YouTube and look up the progressiverestoration.com and uh, find it there. Uh, I I apparently have lost my touch for tying a tie. Because I need to seeing it in a mirror, probably, and I need to not watch it in the camera and just do it on camera here. So, for you young people who may not get as much practice, I decided I would tie the tie right here on camera. While I was talking, something I've been doing my whole working life tying the tie. So, there it is. And this is the Abe Lincoln ties, Emancipation Proclamation. And I decided that Times called for Abe Lincoln, perhaps the greatest Republican president ever. You know, Eisenhower and FDR certainly. I mean, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, not FDR, uh, are certainly candidates. Though FDR often comes to mind when I think of Teddy because I think of that family relationship there as being kind of a liber- libertarian socialist conversation you know what would fdr be saying to uh teddy roosevelt in any particular conversation i mean right there you kind of have a patriotic libertarian and a patriotic uh american socialist between fdr and teddy roosevelt in any case uh i digress uh, we have such a divided nation we're so divided, right? That we can't even take the simplest action to protect others. Like wear some kind of face cover. You know, reduce our viral cloud. That's really all it's doing, okay? You're not gonna protect yourself. And therefore you're not really demonstrating a hell of a lot of bravery by not wearing it. I'm so brave. I don't wear it, my constitutional rights being infringed by having to reduce my viral cloud. That's all I'm doing is reducing my viral cloud. So I have some sad news that I'll be announcing here on the podcast right now, which is that mom, I'm not going to be taking the Route 66 drive to Illinois to see you in Springfield, because see, I have to consider your health, mom, and you're almost 80, and I think that there is a strong chance that I actually have had COVID-19 already back in February, and it wouldn't be a good thing for my mom to be exposed. So even though I'm like working from home, it's kind of remote, I started thinking, geez, I could drive across the country, I could go see mom. Haven't seen mom. I started to make plans about doing that. You know, I just figured I'd stop every once in a while and work for a while and then, you know, be on my way. And then once I got to mom's house, she's got broadband, I can work. Um, but I mean I'm two thousand miles away, so pandemic's going on and kinda wanted to see mom. So I was making plans, and then I realized, oh, you know, Tony, if you really think you had COVID-19 back in February, and, you know, uh, there were some symptoms I had, a dry cough that went on for a while, and I felt like I had the flu a little bit in February. I, it wasn't enough for me to ever stop going to work. I kept going to work, and but I felt like I, I had the flu was coming on, I was very unhappy because I'd had the flu shot, usually flu shot mostly works, every once in a while it doesn't annoy that we don't spend enough on in that kind of research. And then we're always like, you know, cutting back this kind of global social safety net. I mean, we're not funding uh the World Health Organization it just seems crazy. So this whole face mask thing, I'm I'm literally just losing my mind. I'm watching everyone, oh, we're going to open up the country, and oh, I'm not going to wear a face mask because I'm brave, and it's infringing on my liberties to, uh, you know, have to wear this and protect other people. And I just want to go over there and just cough on because the only reason why I'm wearing this is for you, because I think that the possibility, probability that I had it is fairly high, because we don't have any testing, really, that's easy to get to, and even, and I don't even know what the situation is for me as far as whether or not I'd be shedding viruses long, you know, a hundred days later after what I think was COVID-19 um, because I worked at a university where there's a, a large Asian uh, uh, student population and between Thanksgiving and New Year's there's a ton of, tra- of you know, travel between uh, China and, you know, Asia in general and, this, and the student body of this university. So I felt like it's a pretty good chance you know, that they probably had gotten it. So I've been trying to, to wear the, um, the face covering when I'm around people. It's just not, it's an act of compassion. It's an act of cooperation, you know, that we care about each other because it's not going to protect you. And that I think is what's is so frustrating is we just don't care about each other that's why we don't want to wear it. It's not all this other blustery bullshit that people keep throwing around. I mean, I didn't see this kind of protest when people were being forced to wear seatbelts, you know, and I considered it an act of disobedience not to wear my seatbelt, you know, and I got several things that I could talk about on that, you know, what consequences were for me to pursue that, but that's another story. So, I am now actually hearing my, my one of my sons actually thinking, wait, we overreacted here in the lockdown of the country, and I, I'm like, A, and I've had other people even telling me that there's some kind of global conspiracy going on about this. Well, first, they're just, they're just postulating this, like, you know, national conspiracy somehow. Democrats want to shut down the country a lot of that noise unfortunately. Um and that is just it's just it's sad for me to watch my country disintegrate because that's what's happening. Because I you know I was watching uh because Jap- I watched several news sources. That's how I get my news. That's why I feel like a semi-informed is I watch Japanese news, I watch uh German news, I watch uh, French news, watch British news. I try and just get you know foreign news because I I can't deny that news in the United States is heavily manipulated um, and even potentially even fake. And the pandemic has brought out that in in spades for me because I don't even watch. I mean, you know, I watch the news conferences, I watch the business uh, shows to kind of see what's going on in the money, what are the money people saying. News conferences, you know, um, from D.C. were horrifying. And then I had news conferences from Sacramento from my governor who seemed to think at least be trying to do the right thing. And, I mean, the fact of the matter is, and I talked to my son about this, is things could have been a lot worse. California's really the first one to, like, okay, we're going to take action. And the governor took action. And I have to thank Gavin Newsom for taking action because, you know, in New York, they think Max Graves, okay, those aren't fake. What happened in Italy? Not fake. Now, they shut down the Wuhan province, you know, around Halloween or something. And Japanese were freaking out about it in, in December. And even a little bit, you know, in November. When I was watching their news. We knew all of this was going on. And we decided not to take action. It seemed like maybe the president was getting the advice that we were going to be able to kind of skate by and herd immunity. And then the stuff happened in Italy. And it was like, holy cow. What a mess! Maybe I'm my advisor's not quite right, and then of course you know my governor's listening to you know medical uh, people's opinions, and you know he takes the action. He basically puts one in nine Americans under lockdown and, and forces the hand of a lot of other governors and 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 the president, who then decides he's going to lock down the country. So. Well, we're sort of locked down the country. And then there's this huge stimulus bill. We're like firing the inspector general. I I mean, the president has fired four inspector generals. We still haven't seen his tax returns. Stock market is being heavily manipulated. When I'm sitting here in California, I am very concerned about what's going on in DC, because it doesn't seem like I'm being represented at at all. Um, and I'm wondering what's going to happen in November it's it's very scary I and mean, the fact of the matter is is you know the president got his hand forced there with uh, closing in California and then other states follow and so he can't he's not winning politically so he ends up you know kind of dog whistling his supporters in a few states like North Carolina in Michigan, and Michigan, they show up at the Capitol with guns. So the president has dog whistled, talks Now, what I mean by that is he tweets out, you, um, you know, support for the lockdown protesters. And then his next sentence is, your Second Amendment rights are under uh, attack or you're in jeopardy. I forgot exactly. But Second Amendment rights are somehow in jeopardy. Second Amendment rights. Why is he talking about Second Amendment rights? This is about, uh, you know, help. And health has always, you know, been something that the government could take action on at at local levels. Quarantines, all that kind of stuff has been going on in this country for well over a century. So these particular powers have always been somewhat localized and then would grow out, you know, if things were not contained. Um, So you have these... People showing up with guns at the Capitol building in Michigan. it makes me very concerned about what's going to happen in November. I mean, what is going to happen in November? Uh, if he wins, okay. If he loses, is he going to leave? I haven't seen this president held to account on anything, frankly, uh, on uh, the two impeachment uh well, the two investigations, which tend to seem to, you know, reveal quite a bit, the fact that we haven't seen these tax returns and we've had these basically unprecedented injections of cash into the stock market, huge volatilities in the stock market, unprecedented. I mean, we have to, we have to know, are these manipulations, like for example, right after the stimulus bill passes, I'm sitting and working, trying to make money. And I'm watching the governor news conference, and I'm like, okay, well, at least he seems like he's got things, you know, he's trying, got he's got things under control as far as I'm trying to move the ship forward, and these are the actions I'm taking, and these are why, he's not throwing people in jail for not cooperating, he's trying to reach out to people on a common sense level, that I know you can't see the virus, I know you can't see this stuff is happening, but if I don't take action, you know, and we don't take the proper actions as a group together, there's gonna be bad things. And anyway, I feel after that, it's like, okay, at least that's responsible governance. And the next thing I see is a news conference from DC, where the president's sitting around this huge table with uh, uh, fossil fuel executives from Oklahoma and Texas. And I'm just I'm just appalled. I'm like, what's going on here? And they start praising the president's stimulus bill and how it's gonna help. Uh, mom and pop rig operators, mom and pop rig operators. Now, of course, the oil prices are crashing, uh, all during this time. There's a supply glut at one time, at the end of April, it cost money to own a barrel of oil. You own a barrel of oil, you had to pay $35 to store it somewhere. And there was even talk in Washington, of uh, because the strategic, uh, uh, the National, uh, Petroleum Reserve was, uh build up all the storage, they were going to start saying that the, store, that the Strategic Petroleum Reserve also existed in the ground, they're basically going to pay mom and pop rig operators not to drill and pay them not to drill and keep the oil in the ground because it's going to go somewhere if they don't drill it. Um, pretty much, it seems like the president's constituency is largely the oil patch and fossil fuels. That's what we're seeing You know, if we're on the West Coast. And seeing real fragmentation of the country in its approach to uh, COVID-19, which probably makes sense. I mean, of course, in the rural areas, it's, it's, you don't have to take as extreme measures as you do in cities. And so, it's not that I'm a I'm against a kind of patchwork, but some kind of like real coordination. Instead of what appears to be chaos, and then I at one point there was a uh, a COVID nineteen or you know uh, a uh, coronavirus news conference from Washington, which they talked about their troop movements because they're talking about they needed to interdict uh, you know Mexican drug cartels. But, but it was like what is, this isn't making sense at all. But it did seem like it made sense if you started to think what they're really trying to do is interdict black market oil from Venezuela, and then the Russians end up leaving Venezuela around this time as well, and all of these actions appear to be just propping up oil prices and not really dealing with the pandemic. And that's the problem, is that everyone this country is so focused on just money, that's all we ever understand is it's just ruthless capitalism. Uh, All we think if we can just throw money at it, it's going to fix it. And it's just dumb. If we'd have made reasonable plans in the beginning, we, the trillions we're spending now, we could have spent already on some kind of health care plan. We didn't do it. Why did we not do that? No one's even talking about that. No one's talking about the fact that the Republican Party now doesn't stand for anything. And the only thing it stands for is Trump and Trumpism. He seems too old to be the next you know leader of a party, which is one reason why you know I brought on uh, my Lincoln uh, tie because you know he's basically the founder of the Republican Party. He was in the Republican Party it's so going to run against slavery, a break from the the Whigs and the Democrat Republicans, right? The Democrat Republicans that existed. So you can tell me that libertarian socialism is an oxymoron, just like Democrat Republicans is an oxymoron. And when I was trying to write this book, you know, this stuff was it was hard. Right? It was hard to try and decide, what am I going to support, what do I support, on which side? And then I started thinking about this idea of a patriotic conversation between uh, uh, a socialist and a Republican, a patriotic American socialist, a patriotic American libertarian. They have a discussion about what are the problems in America and what are we going to do to solve them. They're going to agree because they recognize that basically the whole friggin' house is on fire, but we have to do something. We can't be arguing about stupid stuff. We have to actually take actions that matter. And that's what's in this book. And I, I'm proud of this book now because even after this huge change that we're having, and we, it is a tremendous change that's happening right now. And we are potentially in a lot of trouble as a nation. We're leading the world in death. We're not. We don't see our distrust of science, which I've written about, again, written about in the book here, written about in the book, this is a real plan. Buy the goddamn book. I have hundreds of uh, podcasts of private subscribers. Apparently, closing in on a thousand. I have thousands of like you know followers on these social media sites, but that I can't sell any fucking books. <sighs> when it's it's an actual real plan, right? Nonpartisan plan, a real nonpartisan plan. So I talk about things like. Why the American citizen has this distrust for science, and how to address it. The scientific method it, it matters, and what we know about the scientific method, you know, can help us kind of you know sort through some of this uh, noise that we get all across the spectrum of oh you know face masks are no good, they are good, and the reason why they weren't originally recommended is because the selfishness of our society. It, even the health department had a problem recommending people wear a mask because it doesn't protect the person wearing it. We're asking an American to do something for other Americans. And we kind of proven that we are pretty selfish and we don't want to do that. And, you know, I, uh, I, I, I have to say I'm very concerned about the election. And I wonder what's going to happen. And I don't know which outcome I even want. Because if Biden wins, presuming he gets the nomination, which I think there's still a slight chance Sanders gets the nomination, given the fact that his whole platform seems to be a little more irrelevant right now than Biden's. Um, in any case, all the Democrats have lined up behind Biden. So. But he will be the nominee, and he will be running. If he was to win, and Trump doesn't leave the White House, it that could be the the pin on the grenade in this country. And I've seen it in my lifetime. Things degrade fast. I saw Soviet Union go over a cliff quickly. I remember watching the Sarajevo Olympics, and only a couple years later, Bosnia and Sarajevo and Yugoslavia just don't even exist. it's just a war zone in Bosnia. Sarajevo is just bombed out. And I it was so fresh in my mind watching the Olympics in Sarajevo. Certain hotels and streets, I'd watched it really closely because I'm not, I like to watch the Olympics. And here I was now watching the news where the place was getting bombed out in war. And Yugoslavia didn't exist anymore. And, you know, Americans, we're on a dangerous road right now. They're printing money, no oversight, and we could do some reasonable uh, support of people. I mean, we have their their tax returns. We know what fields they work in. We know who are restaurant workers, who work working movie theaters. We can send directly to them benefits, and we can single out those industries that are most problematic in trying to slow the spread. And the thing about the medical science here is that we don't know a lot. And that is because it's new. It's not necessarily because the Chinese are, are hiding stuff. I mean, at this point, it's all over the place. It's all out. We're all trying to stop it from what I, I'm watching on TV and I'm watching from, you know, other news sources beyond the United States. If you watch other news sources, you know a lot more about what's going on, and you get, you know, some better uh, idea from the outside looking in, kind of what's going on in your country, and it, it can be scary. I am very, very concerned about November. Like I said, if Biden wins and Trump doesn't leave, it pull the pin on, you know, people showing up, and he he starts tweeting out, you know, dog whistle tweets about the Second Amendment. Um... You know, I, I don't know what to say. It's very concerning. Who is going to get out there with the guns? And what's going to happen at that point? It's it's not a predictable situation. Now, if Trump wins, the world's going to end, blah, blah, blah. Of course, I thought, the, you know, if, the, if that was true, the world will already ended. You know, I mean, the guy's an incredible bonehead. There's no question about that. And, you know, now he's saying that he's not going to sit down the country if there's a second wave. But fact is, is viruses just they don't, don't do what they're told. And, and the United States have difficult, difficult problems getting the brain around the fact that not everything can be solved by uh, aircraft carriers and tanks in the military. I mean, all across the country, we got people, you know, working extra hard in ERs and, and, you know, in ICUs all across the nation. And our support for them is flying fighter jets overhead. And which is just like, I'm like, that's costing money. Why are we doing that? Why are we not building, you know, more ventilators, getting some more PPE, working on testing? Because testing is a big problem. Not having testing, not having contact tracing, not having trust between the people and the government is going to be a big problem for us. If we could just... Do the simple stuff, we could at least slow things down, but we're not even going to do that. We're going to act completely foolish. We're going to say that I must be a Democrat because I'm wearing a face mask, not because I'm just a rational person who has chosen not to drive all across the country knowing I'm probably not at risk to get any disease because I probably had it. But yet I said, you know, I'm going to go across the country, I'm going to spread it. I'm gonna spread it to my mom potentially, and now as I started thinking more about it, I was like, I gotta wear this. I gotta be a little more, you know. I have to do this when I'm out in public. I need to try and do this, and because I'm trying to reduce my viral cloud. we all reduce our viral clouds. We slow the spread. We maybe even stop it. And this is the thing: is what's it, this rebellion that's happening right now? It's just craziness. It's like the governor takes the right actions in California, so it doesn't. What happens in New York doesn't happen here and now people are acting like oh we overreacted no took the proper action that's what happened so the system was not completely overwhelmed i mean we have 40 million people in this state and if we'd have waited a week it could have been a lot worse Mm -hmm. and so now if people are just gonna oh everything's great it was all a lie that's not using your head but again i can't predict no one can predict for sure everyone was to potentially star enough people reduce their viral clouds and there's enough of uh, susceptibility in the virus you know and supper summer temperatures that the spread of the thing just stops and it just dies out it's possible but it seems most likely that as we approach fall we're gonna see the spread of it again and I mean that's what happened in 1918 1919 it's just we have information we can make some probability guesses like we do with the weather you know most of the time we're right on the weather and man we're approaching a hundred thousand people being dead in this country from this uh, we're gonna get more you're not brave for not wearing this okay you're not brave you're dumb and you're making things worse for other people you just literally don't care about other people and that will cause the breakdown of society. So, like I said, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen in November. Like why could I why could a Trump victory potentially be good? Because it gives us a little more time to try and see if we can get control of our country again, get the republic back. Because what's going on right now in Washington, can you cannot tell me that that is the republic? We're not being represented at all. Now, here, this is why the census matters actually more than the election and why there's actually something we could do. We could, something we could do in the four years, maybe, if there was another Trump victory. The census matters because historically, when the census was taken every 10 years, going all the way back to, the, you know, time to, uh, George Washington as president, do the census, then you factor in how many people would be in the House of Representatives because you wanted to have a certain representation. And so it would be expanded. There was, there was just kind of a rule of thumb, unwritten rule, trying to get one to 50,000, maybe one to 80,000, one to 100,000, you know, as we get into the 19th century. But every 10 years, you know, pretty much expanding the size of House of Representatives. Then, right after World War I, we do a census, and uh, we don't expand the House of Representatives. In fact, the House rep they, they just choose not to do it. And then as we get it farther into the 20s and women get the vote, it's doubling the number of voters. Right there, you should double the number of uh, seats in House of Representatives. They freeze it instead of doubling it. Now, is this just craziness? No, it's not craziness. Because the fact is, right, is libertarian socialism, right? I'm really kind of a libertarian, you know? And, you know, I... I have a copy of the Bill of Rights, because it matters. Did you know that there was 10 Bill of Rights? You probably know that. That's something you could teach in elementary school. I won't go through them. I got other videos where I do that. But originally, there was 12 articles that were submitted to the Continental Congress. 12. And uh, 10 of them were passed. That became the Bill of Rights. Well, what happened to those other two? One of them got passed in the 90s. And that one was that Congress can't vote itself a raise. So if you're a sitting congressman, you can't vote yourself a raise that takes effect while you're in, uh, in office. You can only vote for the next session or some future session. And that became an amendment in the 90s, but it was proposed. It was one of the original 12, right? So that founding fathers, wow, come up with another uh, bit of you know prognostication there. What's the twelfth one? Pretty important one. It says that there should be a one to 40,000 representation in the House of Representatives. Well, currently, because the House of Representatives is supposed to be the people's house where the population states matters. And then the Senate, the more powerful of the two bodies is a one to one. So each state has two senators, but in the House of Representatives, it's supposed to be a lot more representation. Because in California, it's 1 to 20 million for me in the Senate. Versus in Wyoming, you know, it's like 1 and 250,000 in the Senate. So these, the small states have enormous power because the Senate is the more powerful body of the two in the bicameral legislature. Nonetheless, House Representatives has at least got some equality there. They used to be able to, like, subpoena the executive branch and do shit like that. But apparently they're not allowed to do that anymore. The bar just... And every other one they subpoenaed just didn't come. Anyway, House of representatives, um, right in Wyoming, they only got one. They're like five, six hundred thousand people. In Wyoming, so they got one to five, six hundred thousand in the House of representatives. That's terrible. That's not like anything close to this that amendment that was proposed way back when. That it should be one to fifty or one to forty thousand. And so in California. It's like one to 900,000. So in California, I am not represented in Senate properly. I'm really, I'm I'm diluted heavily as a voter. Mm. And then also in the House of Representatives, same things happen because they've frozen the House, right? That's why the census is more important than the election. We have to push for the 12th bill of right to get passed, which says that we should have more representatives. I write about it in the book. Write about it in the book. Write about it in the book. It's blank in here. Right? It's not radical. You can say, oh, we don't have enough room for all those people who start doing the calculations. You know, I like got a couple thousand people in the House of Representatives. Well, you know. In Britain, you know, and in Germany, where you got you know one third one fourth the population, they have twice as many people in in their people's legislature uh, of the in their uh, um, legislative houses. so that's two examples where the United States is like falling behind in representative democracy hugely, and then if you just count up the staff and stuff, that's actually going on in there you figure, hey, if I limit the staff and then make you know these smaller. Uh, congressional districts, gerrymandering becomes harder and I I have room for all the representatives. And now, now with everything being remote, there's no excuse anymore. We don't even need to have the actual physical footprint. People need to be representative. Representative in their uh, government, right? Government for the people, by the people, of the people. That is Abe. God, I miss Abe. And at a time when it seemed like, oh, we're going to go to hell, he kept us together. Well, actually, he he actually kept us together during a war among ourselves. Is that what's going to happen? Is wearing a face mask a political statement? No, no. It's common sense understanding of how medical science works and the fact that there is a virus going around that we don't understand completely. And it does kill people. Kind of randomly sometimes. So. I can't. I can't say. Oh Biden's going to say this. Is he? I can't even say that the guy in the White House. Is going to leave if that guy wins. And if that happens. And pulls the pin. On the. The pressure cooker here. That this country has become. In which I have. People just. Freaking out. Showing up with guns at State Capitol. Freaking out about. Having to wear a face mask is some, some huge infringement on their freedom. When all across the world, the uh, people are just looking into the United States going, oh my God, they, they've all lost their minds. And here I feel like I'm trapped over here with a bunch of loony tunes who don't quite understand what's going on. We could work together a little bit. I understand the lockdown's a big problem economically. And part of that has to do with how this these stimulus bills were done. Of course. I write about that. I do we have to have a nonpartisan attack for the people. Because the partisans are not gonna help the people. They're not. If we get more representatives, we can start to try and take back the government. But we need the apparatus to work and we have to work together. And chaos is not the way to go. I think Biden would probably provide more responsible governance, but he's not going to turn the ship. Only we can turn the ship. More people will work for Biden who have long histories of government service and expertise in their fields. If nothing else, that's a positive. I agree he is not who I want to be president. Why is Bernie Sanders not president? I mean, if money is speech according to the Supreme Court, Bernie Sanders should be president. No one else has had more donors, you know, at least give him some amount of money. Americans have voted enormously that they support Bernie Sanders over all other candidates. When you look at number of donors, only Trump could possibly compete there. And I don't even think he can. There've been more Americans who give more money to Bernie Sanders than any other candidate in the last six years, every year running. I almost guarantee that that is true. And if money speech, he should be president. People have spoken. If more Americans don't affiliate with either political party, right? How is it that the political parties have such a stranglehold on all the political processes here? We can only see a Democrat or a Republican. That's why the Vermonters who were Republicans for such a long time ended up becoming independent. That's why Bernie Sanders is independent, because Vermonters could never be Democrats for years, decades, centuries. Vermonters could not be Democrats. I should write about that, too, huh? Why the Vermonters just couldn't, couldn't stomach being Democrats, had to be Republicans forever. It had to do with slavery, right? Back to Lincoln. Democrats were the party of slavery. So you had to be a Republican. And then... When Bush-Cheney got in there, it was just too much. Was, they, their environmental policy is especially related to the oil patch. It seems like that is where a lot of political power has now been coalesced. That's where number 45 political base really is, is the oil patch. He supports the oil patch. He can get reelected. People... I, we're in trouble, and there's real answers here. I can't even say these are actually new ideas. It's more like I kind of brought together a lot of ideas, trying and say okay, and and had the hypothetical pop, you know conversation in my head between a, a patriotic American socialist and a patriotic American libertarian. What would they? How? What could they agree on? The house's on fire. What are we going to do? Well, we need a hose. We need water. You know, let's decide where, where we're going to start putting the water. I mean thinking about what Teddy Roosevelt did, breaking up uh, big trusts, and thinking about, and he's, you know, Teddy Roosevelt's Republican, and thinking about Franklin Delano Roosevelt and all his social programs, but yet they got along. And one was a Democrat, one was a Republican? Teddy was a Republican, Franklin was a Democrat. So it's possible. If you put aside your partisan BS, quit listening to Fox News and the MSNBC, start listening to NHK, NHK news, uh, DW news. That's Germans. NHK is Japanese. France 24 is French. The BBC. You know uh, the CBC is in Canada. I mean, you got to get these other news sources from other countries so you have a better idea and you can weigh. You know, what's fact and what's not fact? The Ch- If the Chinese were hiding stuff, okay, maybe they were. But by the time we got to Halloween 2019, we knew they had a huge problems. We knew there was a problem. Japanese were freaking. And I kept on sitting over going, what's going to happen? You know, What are we going to do? It's going to be like SARS again. We're not going to really be touched somehow. Are the Chinese going to really shut it down? Because they seem motivated to shut it down. They didn't want it to spread outside the country. They seem to have that, you know, motivation. So, you know, I these stories about, you know, they were hiding in, in this ramp up of, uh, you know, demonizing the Chinese on this issue, it's not making a hell of a lot of sense. We need a vaccine. We need to have coordinated effort. We need a social safety net of some kind. It would be a lot easier to execute some of the plans that have worked other parts of the world if we had that. People talk about, the, oh, we could execute the Swedish model. Remember the Swedes are socialists, and you hate socialism. All you people who are out there protesting the lockdown because it's socialism. <laughs> I, I, I don't, you know, you're just not using your head. If the Swedish model is what you wanted to execute, then you need to have some socialism. You need to have social safety net, right? So I don't know what to say. Proper uh, responses can come from the left or the right. Solutions come from the left or the right. The census gives the people power to demand that the House of Representatives be unfrozen and we get proper representation in Washington, D.C., the people, and get our republic back. Libertarian socialism.org. Go there. I'm selling the ebook for a friggin' buck. Good Lord. Buy the book, maybe. Okay? Because I'm working my friggin' ass off to make money during the goddamn pandemic. I don't know how much I can keep supporting this effort, especially when people can't even friggin' wear a face mask. They're acting like I'm some kind of friggin' knee-jerk liberal because I got a face mask on. When, in fact, I know I probably had COVID-19, and I'm, I'm trying to reduce my viral cloud and not infect them. They're that stupid. They're that stupid. I, I, I just don't. I don't even know what to say. It's, it's annoying, it's frustrating, it's libertarian-socialism.org, buy the book, libertarian-socialism, colon, American style, put it in, put it into the search browser, of. Amazon, and you'll find this book with this cover. because can ditch the other cover, because, hey, there we go. libertarian-socialism.org Buy the book Libertarian-Socialism American Style, where there's a whole plan on how to wipe the ship, because we are in a lot of trouble right now. And if you tell me a Democrat or Republican has some answers, I'm beyond laughing now because this is clearly just foolishness. I mean, geez, the Republicans are executing the most socialist policies of John Maynard Keynes. I mean, supply-side economics, what? Oh, there's a pandemic, we gotta print money. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Buy the book, libertarian-socialism.org, libertarian-socialism.org. You can buy the book, and you can help be a part of the solution to get in our country back.